year, man, I was flying to the U.S. with one flight, one flight, one way ticket. You know, my mom dropped me at the airport. I was like, mom, I'm coming back in 21 days, going to this friend's house in Virginia Beach uh, that I met in Costa Rica. I will back before the holidays, before Christmas. It's been almost nine years. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I haven't been back yet, man. And that's where everything started for me. That's where really my life has started changing. The majority of people see failure as a final event. The people that we have on this show are here to tell you what they've learned about failure and how they've used those failures to launch themselves forward to the next level. Welcome to the Failure Unleashed podcast. We bring high performers on this show and we ask the questions that you want answered so that you can launch to your next level. I am your host, Ross the Beard Welty, with my co-host, Ross McCamey. We don't have a good nickname for him yet, but we're working on it. And we're pumped today, uh, not only because our guest has a beard that rivals mine, which is not normal on this podcast, uh, but he's, he's an awesome dude with an awesome story. So uh, today we have Pedro Meneses. He is the owner and founder of The Way of the Modern Beast which is really cool. It's a movement for men to make masculinity great again. And they do that through self-care, self-mastery, and community. And he's also the host of a top-rated podcast you should check out, Chronicles of a Modern Beast. And we were just saying, we really like the intro you got to that podcast too. It's cool. It has a badass intro, Pedro. Yeah. So Pedro, welcome to, to Failure Unleashed, man. Man, I appreciate it. you guys having me here. I'm excited to be here, man. You know, and uh, thanks for that intro, man. It really makes me feel good. You know, I appreciate you, uh, the compliments about the, my podcast intro and all that stuff. But yeah, man, I'm excited to be here, share with you guys and your audience uh, my story. I, I, I like the the title or the name of your podcast because pretty much that's who I was for 25 years, a complete fucking failure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I'm excited to be here, man. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. And one more thing I'm going to mention, people always ask me about like the beard care routine. So we got to make sure and I'm going to put in the in the show notes some of my favorite products that you guys produce. Because uh, the the that beard oil is the only beard oil that touches his beard, man. So I know, man, I, I'm glad you like it, man. And, and you know, the other thing is that there's, I mean, even uh, the, Ross, you don't have a like a big ass beard, like two of us, but you still have a beard. So you know, there's going to be a good conversation. We have three bearded men in a, in a, in a zoom call you know <laughs> yes, sir. I, i'm excited to learn from the two of you man that 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 beard just says knowledge right there that takes a lot of care because that beard has, takes on a whole different life at different stages yeah. and i can't get past like two inches and i'm like screw it i got trim this thing it's getting ugly as hell so <laughs> I'm know, man. work you, you know a guy's committed when he's got a beard this length because it takes some work to get there no question. it takes a lot of work man and you recently has been getting very annoying you know because uh, I've been doing, I, I do Krav Maga, right? And we do some uh, jujitsu and stuff and it's getting everywhere, man. So I need to start like doing some like braid this thing or something like that, because I don't, I'm not planning on trimming this, you know, it's going to yeah. be, it's going to keep growing. So I need to find a solution, but it's getting annoying at some point. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna have to learn how to braid, man. I feel like yeah. you're going to look badass with a braided beard. I'm not going to lie. You got the face for it. Like the beard is badass, dude. Braid <laughs> that lot, shit. Man. I think the, the wisdom highlights is, is what helps. <laughs> <laughs> I only have a few scattered in there, so. 
but yeah, man. So, so we're, you know, we're really glad to have you on here. So, you know, tell us a little, cause I mean, what I mentioned is just a small sliver of everything that you're doing right now. So, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, like what you going on, got going on today, what your, your businesses look like, and then we'll, we'll dig into some of the, the nitty gritty stuff. Absolutely, man. So yeah, like you mentioned, I, I started the way of the modern biz this year. Um, I think it's part of the, like the biggest project of my life. You know, I think this is, this is a calling. This is part of my calling, you know, because I'm really passionate about masculinity. I'm really passionate about being a man and develop myself as a man and help other men do, do, do the same, you know, and the way of the modern beast is not going to be only a beer care product line. You know, the whole idea of this uh, modern beast movement is like I said, yeah, obviously create a movement, create a community of men where eventually we can coach men and all that stuff, you know, and help them in the journey as a man, as an entrepreneur, as husbands and fathers and all that stuff, you know, because I believe that this world war needs us more than ever right now, man, with all the crazy stuff that is going on. So I'm passionate about it, man. And then uh, on the online store part, the whole goal, the ultimate goal for me with the Modern Beast online store is to have like a beer product, is to have uh, a shaving line, a skincare line, and eventually, man, that's your subscription box can look like something like this, you know, something that you get every 30, 45 days, you have your beer products or your shaving line, depends if you grow a beer or not, your skincare, and then you have your cigars and your bourbons for the month and all that stuff, all the kind of shit that we love as men, you know? Yes, so that's, that's part of the whole experience. That's part of the self-care. And obviously the self-mastery is a community where we can build each other. You know, we men, we need community. So that's the reason why I'm building that community. And besides all that stuff with the modern beast, man, I'm also a realtor here in Dallas with my wife and uh, we are with EXP Realty. So right now we are trying to focus more on building our team and partner with other agents so we can get up out of production and start building all the revenue share part of the business. So that way we can recruit, help agents build their business and pretty much build that stream of uh, passive income. So that's our main focus right now. We have a goal right now in the next 90 days to recruit our first 25 agents. We're already 12 in. So we're probably going to pass that goal. And so that's exciting. And uh, yeah, that's what we're doing right now, man. And the podcast, right? <laughs> I'm doing the podcast too, which is, it's, uh, I just recently renamed the, the rename it to the Chronicles of a Modern Beast because it used to call uh, the Brewing Business Show. And I started that podcast when I was doing marketing for breweries. That's why it was called um, the Brewing Business Show. But man, you know, life taking different directions. You have to evolve. There's a point in your life where you have to, uh, you know, it's like, okay, it's time to go to the next level. And sometimes that requires to rebrand your whole stuff. And that's what I did. So, uh, and after I rebranded it to the way, uh, the Chronicles of a Modern Beast, uh, the, the week after I launched the first episode, it hit uh position 51 in the united states chart for entrepreneurship so that was exciting man it was like hell yeah i have a top rated podcast now <laughs> that's awesome dude yeah so staying busy man there's this I, I love this life of being an entrepreneur you know we're always busy and and right now our my goal for this year is to really get um master my time you know because that's one of the biggest struggles i have you know like how to master my time my calendar but Man, once you start getting clear on that, you can just get so much stuff done in one day that is incredible, you know? So, so I'm excited about it. Man. What are you doing that uh, is helping you master that calendar right now that sets it apart from what you used to do? Well, you know, man, first of all, uh, I'm blocking my time, you know, and I'm very, very, very intentional with the things that I have to accomplish on a daily basis. And one of the things that I follow is the... Uh, the power list that uh, Andy Frisella talks about, mm -hmm. you know, like 
just focus on the five things that you need to accomplish on a daily basis that they're going to get closer to your goals. Right. So man, really getting clear on those five things, it makes a whole difference. And, 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 and especially when you have your time blocked, you know, I don't take calls like I, from eight o'clock to like four o'clock, I think, or three o'clock, something like that. I don't take any calls, you know, because I'm intentional with my time. I'm working on my business. I'm trying to build stuff. I'm trying to put all the things that I need to put out there to attract clients, to generate sales in the online store, to uh, get in front of more, the, more of the agents that we're trying to partner with right now. And then I'm blocking my time for you to get on my call. Like if, if you call me right now, I'm not going to answer my phone. Like, I'm sorry, but if, if you're not in my calendar, you don't exist. You know, so when you get intentional like that, you start taking control of your time because if you don't take control of your time, people start calling you, clients start calling you. Oh, can I go see this home today? Can I go? Can you go show me this home like a last minute thing? Like, hey, go, can we go see this house? And then your entire day becomes a disaster, you know? So, unless it's like an emergency, you know, like for example, today after this podcast, I have to go show a home for a Apex member that just moved to Dallas, but you know, that's an emergency because they just, they have a deadline for today at 8 PM. So, okay. I need to make the time to go mm -hmm. show this home so we can make sure we can send an offer before the deadline, mm -hmm. different situations. But most of the time is like, Hey man, like, can we go see this home at two o'clock? No, I can't. Like, this is my schedule. This is the time I have available. If you're not available at this time today, we can go tomorrow. We can go uh, during the weekend, but taking control of your time like that, it makes a complete difference in your life, man. Well, and that, ta and that takes a lot of discipline. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like discipline's hard if you don't have that intention, like you're talking about, like, you know, where you want to go, which helps you stay disciplined to the things that allow you to get there. Well, you know, man, I believe discipline is, 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 is like anything else in life is, is a decision, you know, because, um, I like discipline, you know, I, I really like being disciplined and, uh, but I struggle with it too, you know, and sometimes, man, if you don't, if you're not disciplined with your stuff, like life is going to make you start being disciplined. And that's recently <laughs> happened to me in the past few months, you know, because for the past two or three months, I was lacking. I was not showing up to the gym every day. I was oversleeping some days. I was not doing the work. I was distracted. Then we got COVID with my wife and spent like almost three weeks not doing anything like completely out of work, you know? And then during that period, I was like, holy shit, I realized that I was playing very small. You know, I was like, I'm not doing the thing that I'm capable to do. And one of the things, one of the reasons why is because that lack of discipline, you know? Mm -hmm. So it hit me really hard, man. I was like mad at myself for like three days. I was like, uh, like depressed and mad. I couldn't even see myself in the mirror. I was like, you fucking like, yeah. ah, like making all these excuses, you know? So it's hard to realize that it's the truth, but you have to accept it. Right. Yeah. So man, that's based on those experiences. Like you have to decide to be disciplined or not, you know, it's your choice. You're not disciplined. You're deciding not to be disciplined. You know, like I always say all these people that I, that always say things like, Oh, I'm a procrastinator. No, I don't think you're a procrastinator. You're full of shit because you have to, <laughs> you, you have to decide, you know, for real, man, that, I, that's yeah. how I see it. You know, like, like, don't tell me you're a procrastinator. That's just a fancy word fucking society created for you to feel like, oh, I'm a procrastinator. No, you're full of shit and full of excuses. You don't want to do the, the, the work. That's it. You know, yep. do you not start seeing things that way? Things are not going to change in your life. You know, well, it makes you feel less, less poorly about it. If you know, there's a bunch of other people who call themselves procrastinators. So I'm just one of them, yeah. you know, instead of taking responsibility for what, what you're trying to do. So, yeah, man. So I want, I want you to share a little bit about your story uh, with our listeners, because I, I think like, you know, you talk about excuses, a lot of people and a lot of, I mean, self-included, 
have have said, well, nobody had it like I had it, you know, so they couldn't possibly understand. But I, I think like when you hear stories like yours, it, it's just something to, to help you know that people have come from all different places and gotten to a successful place. So share with us a little bit about your background, kind of your story uh, to getting your, you know, to where you are now. Totally, man. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm, gl- uh, I'm glad you're asking that because it, I've never been this way, you know, but at least for the first 25 years of my life, a little bit more, man, I was just like that person making excuses all the time. You know, like you said, people think that, oh, I don't have it. Uh, I have it harder than anybody else or my life is not the same that yours and all that kind of stuff. Well, let me tell you, man, I don't come from a poor background, you know. My dad is not like a super rich guy either, but uh, I grew up in Guatemala, you know, and uh, but my dad built a successful uh, company, you know, uh, company to the point where when I turned 18, I never going to forget that day. He called me and my sister to his office is he gave us this like folders. Like, hey, here's your title of your own house. Like he literally bought a house for one of each of his kids. You know, I think a successful man can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, but man, I'm the little one from in my family. I just have sisters. So for my parents, I'm everything, you know? So growing up, man, they spoiled me too much. I was the only one who went to private school. My sister never, well, a couple of them went to private school, but I went to private school. I had it all. I, I had all the opportunities. I have the daddy who could get, he will pay college for me so I can get my degree, have a good job and have a good career, all that kind of stuff. I had it all, man. You know, I have the houses, I have the, the fun, I have the trips, everything I wanted. I, that was my life. But unfortunately, unfortunately, man, that didn't serve me when I became an adult because my parents overprotected me when I was a kid, you know, and when they got divorced when I was eight years old, another set of problems started, you know, because and I don't think it was a problem, actually, because my whole life, man, I've been the type when I was a kid, my whole entire life, I've been the type of person that I don't like people tell me what to do. You know, I struggled through high school, like my entire life in school, I struggle because I hated people telling me what to do. So I was always getting in troubles, you know, because I hated my teachers, right? <laughs> because I, I don't like you tell me what to do. Like, don't tell me to tuck my shirt in because, you know, in private school, you have to wear a uniform, right? So you have to show up every day certain way. And I didn't care about that stuff. But man, being a teenager, when I became an adult in my early twenties and all that stuff, man, I just became a, 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 a big problem for my parents, you know, because my parents overprotect me so much. They didn't allow me a lot of things that I wanted to do. So when I turned 18 and they gave me that freedom of like, okay, now you're an adult, go do your shit. I start doing a lot of crazy stuff, you know, and no partying, drugs, all that kind of shit, man. You know how it is. And, um, so I was, I was been, uh, causing problems my whole life, man. You know, like at least during that time. And then I got to a point, man, when I was 23, 24 years old, I start realizing, I start having that voice in the back of my head telling me like, there's something that you have to do with your life because you're about to be 25 years old and um, you're nothing in this life, you know? And I start realizing because at that point, man, like all my friends from high school, they were graduating from college and they were getting engaged and they were like starting their life, you know, when I was still partying and doing a bunch of stupid stuff and all my friends were doing great, you know? And, And at least at that point, that was a mentality, right? And um, I started, I started to get into starting my own business. I started to uh, learning more about how to start a restaurant and all that stuff. And I asking for help from my parents. But the problem with my parents was that every time that I tried to start something, they never supported me. 
You know, they always told me, no, you don't have the experience. You need to go get a job. You need to go get this and that, that, all that shit. Right. But man, in the same way that I had troubles in school when I was uh, part of the workforce back in Guatemala, it never lasted more than six, eight months in a freaking job because I would end up with a fight with my boss, <laughs> you know? So it was crazy, man. It was crazy years, man. At my last job, it was a Korean embassy in Guatemala and they, the, the cops had to handcuff me to take me out of the building because I was again, I was this close to getting a fight with a guy, with a coworker, you know, that he was Korean. Uh, he disrespected me. <laughs> so I was very close <laughs> to kick the shit out of him, man. So the cops took me out of the building. They fired me the next day. That was my last job, man. But man, it was crazy time. Uh, during those last year, few years before I moved to the state, man, I was, uh, I was dating someone. We got engaged. Everything went to hell, like everything else in my life, you know? And at some, at that point I was like, shit, like, I cannot accomplish anything, you know. I cannot finish everything. Nothing that I started. Like I try to start a business, I cannot. I cannot finish that. I, 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 I try to have a, a job. I cannot last more than six months on this job. I, I can. I try to do this and try to do that. I try to have a relationship. Everything goes to hell. I cannot. I, I feel like I cannot win in life, you know. There's some other force that tries to get on the way. In, the, in that case, what my parents, you know. So when I was 24, I decided to. A friend of mine invited. Uh, sold me the idea to go to Costa Rica for a year and try to finish college at that point. I convinced my dad to pay for all the shit for a year. I uh, went there for a year, man. After that year, I quit to everything. And again, you know, I went back to Guatemala chasing that ex-fiance. And four months later, everything went to hell. I started drinking again. I started doing crazy stuff. I spent like four months of my life like drinking, partying, drinking, partying all the time because and even without a job and you can you might wonder like how do you have all the money like yeah because how you will find me every friday at my dad's office begging him for money right like three or four hours of my dad yelling at me telling me how big of a piece of shit i was just by the end just give me the money and more for my weekend and keep doing all my stupid shit man but at that point man i was tired i was tired i was exhausted i was like looking at my life and i was like shit man like i'm a complete failure i don't have a career i don't have a job I'm trying to do some marketing. I was trying to do at that point on my own. I'm not succeeding in this. I'm not making any money. Like my friends, I don't, my friends are not, we're not in the same uh, place anymore. It's, it was, it was a lonely place, man. And that night I remember that year, man, I was like, fuck, I was very depressed. And I, I, I prayed to God. I was like, man, I need you, need you to give me another chance, you know, <laughs> give me another chance, please. Because I need to change my life. You know, I, I really need to become a man. Because that was the other thing, you know, I think that was the part that really hurt me the most is like to realize like, man, you're a man and you cannot even sustain a family right now. You're about to be 25 and a complete fucking loser. That was a conversation was happening in my head, man. So I begged for that opportunity. Long story short, man, a couple of weeks after I found myself in a friend's house having a couple of drinks and he's like, hey, man, I got to move to the States. I'm not doing anything here. I'm just going back there. My cousin have, have a job for me and all that shit. And the light bulb went on at that moment. And it's like, Hey man, can you ask your cousin? Maybe there's something for me too, you know? And long story short, man, like a couple of days later, uh, this guy's boss calls me and he's like, Hey man, they say that you're good at sales. Like, yeah, I, I can, I can sell. I didn't know how to sell at that point, <laughs> you know, but I sold myself into getting the job, you know, and December 2nd of that year, man, I was flying to the U S with one flight, one flight, one way ticket. You know, my mom dropped me at the airport. I was like, mom, I'm coming back in 21 days, going to this friend's house in Virginia Beach. 
uh, that I met in Costa Rica. I will back before the holidays, before Christmas. It's been almost nine years. <laughs> oh, and I haven't been back yet, man. And that's where everything started for me. That's where really my life started changing, you know. But here's the thing. It didn't get easy from there, you know. Most people will think, oh, okay, he moves, got a job, probably shit got easier. No, man, it got worse, you know, because I was still having the same habits. I was still having the same mentality. I was still, I was not, I didn't understand anything about self-development and mindset and all that stuff at that point, you know. So I pretty much bring all my problems here to the U.S. with me. And, but it was a little bit different too, because then, okay, now I'm alone, right? You don't have any options. You don't have your parents anymore. You don't have daddy every Friday that will give you money so you can survive for another week or at least the weekend, right? You don't have any of those options. So, man, I didn't realize now that I can, I look back, I realized what was happening, but dude, in the back of my head, it was like, okay, now it's time for you to start doing something and start fucking taking ownership and start being responsible for your life. And that's what happened for the first few years, you know? And uh, eventually I became illegal. You know, I lost my, my visa that shit expired in April, 2015. So I spent a couple of years illegally in the country, you know, but at that point I was already developing myself a little bit more. I sucked it up for a couple of years, man. And that was scary, you know, because you don't understand, especially it takes time to adapt to a new culture. You know, it takes time to adapt how things work here. So that was like two years into this uh, journey, man. And, and that was a year that uh, Trump got elected. So the news were saying all this immigration stuff and ICE trying to catch all the immigrants and all that shit. So man, I was everywhere I went, like driving or in the mall or whatever I, I was going, I was scared, you know, like fuck, the cops yeah. are gonna show up out of fucking nowhere, <laughs> you know? So it was an intense time, man. It was intense, but you know, man, now that I look back, I'm grateful for it because that shit started building me to be a man now, you know, and be responsible and now have my family and have everything, but. I think that's a great example for people that think that, oh, I don't have the same opportunities because I had the opportunities, you know? I literally have college for free. I have a house for free. I have everything, man. I, like in Guatemala, I have everything. And I decided to quit all of it in order to find myself. So I had the opportunities, but at the end of the day, you still have to find your own path, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I can't imagine what that's like, even that two-year period, just going through being like, I don't know if I'm safe here, you know, in terms of, am I going to be, you know, picked up just because, you know, <laughs> crazy. it was horrible, so, man. Dude, so I mean, the paranoia levels had to be so high. Yeah. What was that? The paranoia levels had to be so high. I guarantee you just everywhere you go looking over your shoulder, man, did that leak into other areas of your life? On everything, man. I mean, I was pretty much living in fear, but at that point, again, I, I was barely new into all this self-development, you know, that was the same year I started following Ryan Stuman start learning more about sales, you know, but still, man, it's, it takes time to change your mind. You know, it takes a lot of time. So yeah, I was afraid most of the time, you know, um, I was afraid of going and driving in the freeway, you know, like I was the only motherfucker driving the speed limit for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting because usually, you know, you hear stories of people who, you know, kind of had nothing, and then had to like go this way because they weren't happy. But you, for all intents and purposes, you had everything, but it was it was given to you, and and you you felt that like you weren't happy with that. It wasn't letting you be the person you were meant to be. So what when you moved here, you made the decision to give that all up, and that's I mean that's a big choice 
That's a big decision. So you said it took a couple of years to start getting into like the mindset stuff, but what spurred you to realize that like you actually had to work on your mindset if you were going to become, like you said, a man? Well, you know, man, I I was in Colorado when that, when that moment happened, uh, because I, when I moved here, I, I spent a couple of months in Virginia beach and then I moved to Colorado. I lived there for, uh, almost three years. And, uh, I, it was a sales job that I had, you know, uh, I don't know if you, you know, you know, if you know, Jory, he's in apex now. Um, he owned kiosk in the mall and we were in the same business. That's through that industry is how I met Jory. He became one of my best friends, but it was straight sales, straight commission. And, uh, you know, when you start, I don't know, man, I think at some, uh, two things happened. I believe the first one, man, I was getting tired of living the life that I was living. You know, because it was the same story, right? Like now I have my own money. Now I have a place to live. Uh, even it was not much, you know, I think when you start realizing that you can really take care of yourself and be responsible a little bit, then you start like acting a little bit different. And I was like almost drinking every day again. And I was like partying and being a player and here and there, like dating all these girls and all that stuff. The typical thing that you do when you're single and you're in your twenties, right? And, uh, but I started getting tired of it, man. I just like something like the same voice in the back of my head telling me, Hey man, you need to do something for yourself. It was telling me like, this is enough. You know, there's, this is not going to be the way for you to live, you know? And I think the only way life was able to make me realize that it was to put me in the middle of a really bad relationship. Because when I was there in Colorado, I had a really bad relationship. Like that should almost destroy me, you know? So I think that helped me too. And then uh, the other apartment, I think is just the fact that when you start realizing that you can do more, you start you, you start asking for more. Hey, how, how can I grow this? How can I become better at this? How can I actually just take this, this concept and start my own? And um, everything started with watching Ryan Stuman, you know, like those sales uh, videos back in 2015 where he was causing the entire world. <laughs> He's like, yeah, motherfucker, this is how you sell. And <laughs> he, was, he was the hardcore closer, you know? So, yeah. uh, man, that took me to start listening to Tony Robbins, to find Ed Milet, to find Andy Frisella and all this stuff. Man. And then even without understanding, all this just caught my attention. And I started like, okay, I need to start reading, you know, I need to start working on myself. And, and when you start getting all this information, even, we, even if you're not really paying attention, I believe there's something in you that started changing, you know, because then I started looking at myself in the mirror. It's like, you're not in shape, you know? Like, you look like crap. You look like you start realizing all this stuff, man. It's like... It's like kind of like a revelation that you have at some point. And I think everybody has that moment in their life. You know, the, the difference that they choose not to take it, you know, <clears throat> that's what I believe. Uh, we all have that opportunity, but either you're, again, you're full of excuses or you really not want to see what you have in front of you and the opportunities, because I think we all have that voice inside of our head telling us, no, it's not right. No, enough living this way, enough doing this. You have to do something, but we refuse to listen to that voice or we refuse not to do something, you know? <clears throat> Well, I, and I think it's really interesting what you said kind of in passing there was the the thing that that almost that almost like destroyed you actually ended up helping you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's something I feel like that's that's a huge point right there. And that's that's really a big part of this whole thing is like the things that we feel like are those failures that almost destroy us actually are the things that allow us to get where we're supposed to get where we need to get it's like cleans it out you know absolutely man that you're you're completely right and now now that i understand you know because again it's a process you know like you're not gonna understand all this stuff 
right from the get-go, right? You're not going to understand that failure is part of success. Uh, it's hard to realize that. And one of the reasons why is because obviously we have different thought process in our mind and, and habits that we have created, right? Or what society tells us, like, no, don't fail. Don't do this. Don't do that. It's dangerous. Man, I was, at some point, I was, I was after a life with, without failure. That was my prayers. Now that I think about it, I feel stupid, right? But that was my prayers, man. I don't want to have problems anymore. God help me, you know? But now that I see back and now that I see things differently, man, now I'm expecting those issues, you know, because if I have problems to solve, it means that I'm doing something right, you know? Yeah. And that's what really helps you grow. Like people try to run away from issues, try to run away from struggle, problems and all that stuff. But I mean, man, we're going to have problems here in this world, you know, even, even the Bible says that, you know, in this, mm -hmm. in this world, you're going to have tribulations, yeah. but it's just part of life, you know, and, and that's what makes you stronger. That's what helps you build your character. Because like that saying says, right, a, a calm sea never made a skilled sailor, right? Yeah. Now you need to have those experiences in life. If you want to grow, if you want to learn, if you really want to become better, right? But there's people that are in the same fucking problem for five, 10 years. And the reason why, because they have denied themselves to learn that lesson, you know? <clears throat> so yeah. those problems come to you because there's a lesson behind it. There's something that you have to learn. There's something that you have to discover in you, you know, because that's... Sometimes that's what it is. You know, you go through some issues to discover that you actually have the ability to find solutions in a way that you never thought it was possible, right? Yeah. Or to discover those skills and stuff like that, right? Like when I started my podcast, man, we were, I was just trying to start that marketing company for breweries, you know, and I was struggling. It's like, what the fuck I do to put the name out there? And then during those months, I say, okay, let's start a podcast. Let's start doing this and that. And then I realized, man, I actually have the skills to talk on the microphone. You know, I may, sometimes people don't understand me because I have a freaking accent. That's completely understandable, but I'm still doing it, <laughs> you know? And I, and I discovered that I was able to learn really fast how to do video editing and how to do audio, how to do all this stuff and things that I never thought I was able to do, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's the thing too, is if you, if you're never feeling uncomfortable or you never have a problem, there's no reason to change. There's no yeah. reason to get better. So, I mean, I, like I, I found, I talked about it the other day is that it's like, eventually you'll be grateful for every problem you've ever had, as long as you've learned the lesson. Yeah. Right? I mean, so it, it sounds to me like you're a guy who's grateful for even the, the years when you call yourself, you know, you're being stupid. Yeah. It's like, you're, you're grateful for that. Cause without that, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing today. That's absolutely right, man. I definitely very grateful for everything that I have gone in my life. You know, I wish I would start it sooner, you know, because now I'm the, now that I'm 33 years old, you know, and I see uh, guys, friends, you know, that I have, they're like 22, 23. They're like crushing it right now. It's like, dang it. <laughs> you know, I will be in a different position, but I, there's nothing. You don't gain nothing by just thinking about, Oh, I wish that shit will be, different years ago but but yeah man i'm grateful for it you know and i'm grateful for every single struggle that i'm going right now you know as a matter of fact i now love to put myself in the struggle because it keeps me busy you know it keeps me focused on the things that i need to do it's like going to the gym right like forcing yeah. yourself to get into that into that pressure that i'm working now you know i do cross it in the mornings and i do the crowd my guy at night and like today man when i would look when I looked at the workout for today, I was like, fuck, that was good. That's going to be horrible. And it was, you know, only three of us showed up at the class. And usually there's like 10, 12 people and only three of us showed up because that's how bad the workout was, but it felt great right after, man. And that's a great 
way that great way people can understand this how the struggle works you know it's like you push yourself in the gym you're like you feel like you're gonna die you know and when you're done this this sense of calm and peace and and fulfillment and, and accomplishment comes to you you know when you get you finish your workout you know that you finish strong you just feel good with yourself and i think that's the same thing with failure man like you overcome failure but you're gonna feel good with yourself and you're gonna look back and say like shit i can't believe i overcome that so easily you know yeah but like sometimes i i can't believe i was struggling with that you know and and here's the other thing too man like people think and i was telling this to a friend the other day uh because she was like yeah i'm dealing with these problems and trying to cover my bills and, and get over this so i can focus on my real estate career and this and blah 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 and i was like listen you need to stop thinking that way because you're struggling right now with your bills in order for you to start your real estate career and like taking care of this you don't want to do the uber stuff that she was doing she's doing right now and all that shit and i'm like I mean, eventually, once you move to the next stage, you're going to face a new set of problems, you know, mm-hmm. and once your business start growing, you're going to set more problems. And then when you get to the point where, okay, I need to start hiring employees and assistant and all this stuff, you're going to have even more problems, you know, so problems are never going to go away. Like, uh, somebody can be struggling right now with a hundred dollars, right? But somebody like Aunt Milet might have a million dollar problem right now that he has to deal with you know but yeah. at the end of the day it's the same shit just different level <laughs> yeah i mean what's the saying like your life doesn't get easier you get better yeah and i love the way you said that about the workout right when you put yourself in there so out of the 10 people that supposedly show up every time three of you showed up and you guys completed that that immediately puts you in the top 30 percent of the class that's there doing the workout because you showed up that's true you know but you know what also true man um I know, I, 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 like I said, it's true what you said, but I, a lot of people out there tells you like, oh, showing up is 50% of the battle. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, No, it's not. <laughs> I, I don't believe that it, that, that it is 50% of the battle. Yeah, it's important. You know, like you, it's a big step, like you said. It's uh, a requirement. You're there. It's a yeah, requirement. you're there. You, you, you're there. So you're already winning, right? So why are you not going to take advantage of that feeling to, to, of knowing that you showed up in order to do the work? And I learned that through uh, Maga, you know, because uh, I remember when I when I first started, man, there was a couple of people that uh, we were doing some shadow boxing in one of the classes, and I was like going really hard, you know. And then and then and then she was like, uh, I mean, we just shadow boxing. Why are you doing so? Why are you going so hard on this? Like, calm down a little bit. It's like no, I was like, no, I'm here to fucking win. I'm here to become the best at this mm-hmm. at this uh, at this combat sport. I'm not here to be mediocre, you know. And that's another thing. And that's the thing is part of your work ethic, right? If like, if you cannot do good, you're, if you're not going hundred percent in your, in your warm up, right. You're not going to be hundred percent when you have to fight, you know? So that's just the mentality that I approach things, you know, like I push myself and, 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 and it's just the, the work ethic that I have built. I don't care if I'm shadow boxing. I don't care if I'm in a sparring class, you're going to see me giving hundred percent of my capacity whatever, whatever it is I'm doing, you know, because that's just the ethic that I have built through these years too, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And how do you do one thing is how do you do anything, right? So if I'm doing a mediocre warm up, I'm going to do a mediocre workout. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, I mean, that's, that's completely true. I just like, it's these things where no matter how many times you hear that, it applies just as much. Like it's not something you can get sick of hearing or get reminded of too much. It's like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And you know why I think it's important that we keep reminding ourselves about all this, man, that we have these conversations all the time, 
Because a lot of people think, oh, you guys talking about the same shit again. But you know why it's important? Because we have uh, we have two natures in ourselves, right? We have like like the good part of us and that lazy part of us, right? And that's a consistent battle every single day, man. Like, like for real, like just think about it every single day. You don't want to wake up. I don't want to wake up at five, uh, five o'clock in the morning, man. Like I fight that shit every single day, you know? No yeah. matter what, I still fight in that stuff. And no matter how good I get at it or, or if I don't need an alarm to wake up, I still struggle with it, you know? So you're going to struggle with this shit all the time. So if you don't keep reminding yourself about this, if you don't keep hearing this type of conversations, eventually you're going to get distracted, you know? You're going to yeah. go the other way. And that's and, and, and I that's one of the ways I get distracted sometimes. You know, I, I stop paying attention to... Uh, this type of conversations where I'm not doing my training. So I stop listening to podcasts or I stop reading my Bible, my Bible in the mornings and all that stuff. When I stop doing all of that, man, I start getting distracted. And like a couple of weeks later, I've seen the fucking mess that I created, you know? Gosh, we were just talking about that today with like G code, you know? Yep. It's like, it's not that hard. It's an easy thing to do is to do the G code stuff every day and track it in the app. But it's also really easy not to do that. And once you start not doing it on a daily basis, you can you see it show up in your life. Absolutely. I mean, and you know, one of the things that I realized for the past couple of weeks, man, because again, I just, I just get back to my routine or I've been very consistent for like two weeks and a half, you know, like I said, like, fuck this. I need to get back on track and I really need to be intentional with everything. And here's the thing, man, two weeks and a half in and I'm starting seeing things differently, you know? before I would try to do it for like three or four days for a week and I will go back to square one and then two or three days a week going back to square one and that's a problem and that a lot of people don't understand that this is a long-term game you know it's not gonna happen in the first week like I'm seeing the results in two weeks you know and but it's just it's just starting you know and it's it's, it's that consistency that really start making the difference but if you're just the type of person that because that's what, that was me, man. A couple of weeks, months ago, that was me. I will be doing good from Monday to Friday, but Saturday I will get drunk. Sunday I will be fucking hangover and even miss church. And then Monday I will be hurting a little bit because I'm your 30s uh, hangover lasts you for two days, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for the past couple of weeks, man, I've been cutting out for my drinking. You know, I, I like literally half of it, you know, or more. So I have, I've been sober pretty much. I haven't been like getting even tips or drunk. I just get a couple of beers, enjoy my cigar or like a scotch or something, but I'm cool. I'm, I'm now enjoying this instead of just getting shit face or something, you know? Yeah. So have you transitioned that into just sipping on a bourbon or sipping on a scotch now then instead of hammering your beers or what's, what's been the change there to get yourself down? Well, just the amount I'm consuming, you know, I like used to do because I'm a man of habits, man. Like everything in my life is habits, right? Uh, and that's actually how I quit smoking, you know, because I, I, it was a habit for me. I smoked for 15 years and I thought it was an, it was an addiction, but it was a freaking habit, you know, because yeah. you can give me a cigarette now. I can smoke a cigarette and I'm not going to go back and, and get a six pack of, uh, uh, sorry, a pack of cigarettes. I don't need it anymore. Uh, but it's just the amount I'm consuming. You know, I used to drink like two or like two or three beers on a Friday. You just do like, oh, it's weekend. And I will drink like a 12 pack on a Saturday night, you know? Yeah. Now I'm not drinking on on Fridays. If if I do, it's like one, you know, just to like calm down. Depending how stressed I am, and then Saturdays, man, we share a six pack with my wife or something, you know. 
Yeah. So it's, it's, I, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm controlling it, you know? Yeah, man. Well, especially stuff that like, if you find yourself all of a sudden that Saturday night is leaking into, it's affecting you on Monday or affecting you on Tuesday, you're not getting the good work day on Wednesday. Like that's, that's now what we need to be doing. Absolutely. And you know what? It's funny because uh, if you, if you listen to uh, Andrew Frisella, he actually talked about that in one of the la latest episodes, how, that was his, 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 his routine, you know, he will be doing, but he was a little bit more extreme because he will be doing fine Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is where everything started, right? All oh, uh, Thursday, Thursday, right? And go out and have a couple of drinks. And then that turns into Friday and then Saturday and then even Sunday sometimes, right? So he was pretty much being productive three days a week or mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. I heard that episode. Yeah, it's pretty spot on, man. It's crazy. Yeah. How and that's, that's kind because of the habits. The opposite of what we need to be doing, right? I mean, it's like you can't be productive three days a week. Absolutely, man. Don't get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. So that was part of my problem recently, <laughs> you know. But dude, for the past couple of weeks, it's been amazing, you know, because it only shows me that I that I can control it, you know. That I, I mean, it's not that I'm I don't drink much anymore like I used to when I was in my twenties, but still I like I used to like to enjoy my beers in the weekend and, and probably drink a little bit more than what I used to than what I needed to drink. But uh, I mean, it's it's, it's it's been that's part of the discipline too, you know. Like if you can enjoy this without having to cross the line when it's gonna affect you, like I mean, you better quit, you know. But thank God, man, it's been I've I've been feeling really good for the past few weeks. I feel amazing. <laughs> that's killer, brother. That's Keep awesome. it up, man. Yeah. So, you know, this is, this has been awesome, dude. Um, I I'm sure that a lot of people are going to be listening to this now and in the future will want to know how to connect with you. So give us a little bit of info on where they should find, where they can find you. We'll put all this stuff in the show notes, but, um, where do you want people to connect with you? Man, the easiest way, just go to Pedro Meneses. Meneses is M E N E S E S dot online. And uh, you find there uh, a link to our real estate business, to the Way of the Modern Beast uh, online store, to my podcast. And also you find all my social media handles there. So if you want to follow me on Instagram or Facebook, uh, TikTok, that's pretty much the three platforms that I use. You can follow me there. Like you have also, uh, you have all the information there also where you can, you want to schedule a call or something, you can schedule that through there. So that's, everything is one place. Pedro Menes is that online. You find everything there. <laughs> That's awesome. And then for all of, it, all of our listeners, I highly recommend listening to this guy's podcast, Chronicles of the Modern Beast. His latest episode that he has out is with Dante Smiley, who we just interviewed. My God, the two of you guys on the show, I, I haven't listened to it, but I'm going to go listen to it today because I can't wait to hear the two of you on the show together, man. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, we have a good time with Dante, man. He, 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 he was on fire on that episode, you know, like we talk a lot of good stuff. I think that dude's on fire always. All the time. <laughs> yeah. But you know, man, that's what happens when you start really taking care of yourself. You know, that's, yeah. a, that's what really happens, man. Everything just started changing. And, and that's, that's what bothers me to see me, many people right now, like not trying to do the work or like making all these excuses, man, because, you know, and, and, and now that it pisses me off, it just makes me feel bad for them. It makes me feel sorry for them because, man, I was lazy. I was, I, my whole life, I really didn't push myself to do anything. But now that I do, man, it is it is incredible to see how much blessings and and how much reward you find um behind hard work hard like yeah hard work sorry <laughs> like hard work man is just and it's, it's just such a blessing and i don't mean hard work like go and bust your ass for 20 hours a day 
I mean, hard when I when I talk about hard work, man. I mean, showing up every day, being diligent with your with your with your work, showing up for your family, for your faith, and do the things that you say that you're gonna do. You know, that's that's hard work for me. For me, because you can knock everything down in four or five hours, and then have the rest of your day free, right? Dedicate that time to your family or work on yourself or do something else that is important. But that's how I see hard work, man. But it's just so rewarding, you know. I think that's that's my new drug now. <laughs> like hard work, man. It just feels so good after you're done with something. It's just that hype, that 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 feeling of like shit, I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the opposite that's a healthy one, man. So what was that? It's kind of like the opposite of a drug, right? Like when you do the drug, you feel really great and then you feel like shit afterwards. But when you do the hard work, it feels like shit in the moment. And then afterwards, you're like, God, I feel fucking amazing right now. That's absolutely right, man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. Like but i love it man just it's just it's just so much good stuff in the struggle and in the and in, in, in the struggle and the hustle and the grit everything and the grind is just it's just amazing man i wish people can understand that more you know i think if, if more people will start doing this we'll have like a better society stronger men and even stronger women too you know absolutely well i'll tell you this pedro you've blessed us by coming on the show we really appreciate you man yeah, no, thanks to you guys for having me. I really appreciate you guys inviting me. Just, uh, I had a great time with you too. So thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot for the opportunity to share my story. Hopefully this can help somebody. I think it will. 100%. Thanks, brother. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, everybody. That's the end of the show today. I hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you check the show notes on how to connect with Pedro. And... If you got a beard, get some of that beard oil. I recommend the Casino Scent. He's got a whole bunch of products in there. They're all great if you're a man who cares about his facial hair. Um, As far as Failure Unleashed goes, please don't forget to follow the show, give us a five-star review, and share this episode with somebody you think it could benefit. It's going to help us continue that mission of changing the way people think about failure in their lives. If you haven't already, Go on and join our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash failure unleashed. Until next time, have a great day.